0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's message at Zoe Church LA. We're excited about this new series that we're beginning today called Steward Little. If you are faithful in small things, God can trust you and make you faithful with many things. And so we are starting a series on stewardship. And we want to hear those words from Jesus. Well done, thy good and thy faithful servant, thy faithful steward. We're gonna handle well what God has put into our life. Speaking of, if you'd like to partner with us to give, text Zoe to 77977, or go to our website and you can give, uh, whether it be a card, or you can even give stock or crypto. Uh, Thank you to every person that gives faithfully to our church, but let's jump into Matthew 25 and this week's message, Every Day I'm Stewarding. I'm gonna be speaking out of this subject And the title of our new series is called Steward Little. And really what I want to talk to you about for the next few weeks is if you are faithful in small things, God will trust you with many things. Life is about how you steward what you have today. I want to remind some people, the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. Okay. (laughs) Somewhat exciting, somewhat scary. (laughs) The big time is not where you're going. The big time is where you're at. God has been good to us. God has been generous to us. I've always believed I didn't get this far in my dreams. I didn't get this far in my prayer life. God has been better to me than I deserve, and he has been better to me than I ever imagined. Can anyone thank God today that he has been good to you and you are blessed beyond your wildest (laughs) dreams? Come on, clap if you're thankful. Westside, Zoe family, Miguel, come on, clap if you feel blessed today. We're blessed. We're blessed. and Some of us, I heard a financial advisor, a guy that's really good about counseling people with money. His name is Dave Ramsey. He said, the most important tool in handling finances is contentment. In other words, it doesn't matter where you're trying to go if you're not first content with what you have. Thankful for where you are. And I want to encourage you, might not be what other people have, but let's thank God for what we do have. I just love the story of Jesus And and there's this huge crowd that he feeds. He feeds 5,000 men plus the women and the children. So brotherhood breakfast, all of her and all of Zoe's kids. And when the people tell him, Jesus, they look hungry. Because you ever have a friend, you look at them, you're like, oh, we're in trouble. Because they look hangry. Jesus said, well, what do you have? And they say, oh, Jesus, you know, all we got is like a little bit of fish and a little bit of bread. I think life should be lived. Stop complaining about what you don't have and start thanking God for what you do have. Instead of saying, you know, we only got this little bit of fish and a little bit of bread, they should have said, God, this is what we have. Because I really believe with all my heart. If you've got something big in your heart, that means you've got something good in your hand. And God will use what's in your hand to fulfill what's in your heart. I'm just encouraging the dreamers here. If you got vision, if you got dreams, if you got passion, if you're trying to go somewhere, praise God, but use what's in your hand today to fulfill the dream that's in your heart for tomorrow. He says, What do you have? And they gave what they had, and God took it. He broke it. He blessed it, and He performed a miracle. God can use the little you have to do more than you could ever imagine. God can use the little, the little that you've got. You might have a little bit of talent and a little bit of treasure and a little bit of time, but God can take your little and perform miracles. Do you believe that? Steward little. Steward the little that you have today and God, by his grace, will make it much tomorrow. And then you'll go from, I think life should be, I went from stewarding hundreds to thousands. And I was grateful when God brought me to steward thousands. Now I, I get to steward just more. Because God is looking for people he can trust. You ever be in a situation like, this happens to me with Bluetooth and music. And something's going on with the Bluetooth, but I'm having to deal with my children who are not sanctified or filled with ghosts yet. And I have to hand my phone to somebody that can handle the Spotify. You ever hand your phone to somebody and you give them your password without even thinking? Trustworthy. God is looking for some people he can trust. God is looking for some people who will be a good steward. God is looking for people that aren't trying to get theirs, but are trying to live for the glory of something bigger than themselves. I just love this scripture. Let me get to Matthew 25 in a moment, but let, let's build a framework together. 1 Corinthians 4. For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you had, did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? I love that. What, what do you have today that didn't come from God? Everything in your life came from God, God's good hand. Your house is from God, where you live. Your clothes is from God. Your giftings from God. Your talent is from God. Your creative ideas are from God. Your open door is from God. Your relationships are from God. Everything you have came from God. Is anybody thankful that God has been so generous and so good to bless us beyond our wildest dreams? And the Bible is trying to teach us, hold on, look at what you have. Is there anything that you can say, I did that, not God? No, everything we have has come from a different place, not ourselves. And so we must understand that the main thing in life to God is stewardship. God is looking for faithful stewards who will be a faithful steward of what he puts into your possession. And if he finds you to be trustworthy, he knows he can trust you with more. Because God is not changed. He's just looking for some people that he can trust with more. Anybody, by show of hands, you want to be able to be trusted with even more than what you have today. So I want to look at Matthew 25. There's a story about this master who has given out talents. And Jesus is using this as an illustration for our lives. And he says, this master gave to one servant five talents, to another servant got two talents, and to the last got one talent. And the master one day returns. By the way, I'm just so encouraged that one day we will stand before our master. And on that day, to the best of our ability, we want to hear the words that is written in this story. Matthew 25, go to verse 20 and watch what he says here to the one with five talents. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. I like that, the joy of your Lord. You want to be such a good steward with your car and your money and your body that God is excited about the way you're handling things. He said, I'm so, I, the, I'm so joyful over your stewardship. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. I have gained two more talents besides them. And his Lord said the same thing. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had one talent came and said, Lord, you knew I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping. You ever notice how complainers always got a voice? They always got that tone. That negative Nancy. That bitter church face tone. Lord. I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping, were you not sown and gathering? Were you not scattered? Like, what's, what's he from, Wisconsin? And I was afraid and went and hid your town in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. Is there anything worse in the whole world than someone calling you lazy? And here's God calling the man Lazy. You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown. And you knew I gather where I have not scattered seed. You know what he's saying? He's saying, hold on. You know my character. You know my nature. You know how I roll. You know what I'm about. So if you knew me, why did you act like this? If you knew you were going to stand on judgment day, why did you live like such a fool? Why why are you? You knew me. He says then, he says, verse 27, so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would have received back my own interest. So, to t- so take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. This is where the saying comes, the rich get richer. God is saying, if you're a faithful steward, I'm going to trust you with more. And if you can't handle what I've given you, maybe I'll take it away and give it to someone that's proven to be trustworthy. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called, Every Day I'm Stewarding. Every day, I'm stewarded. Don't believe the live culture. Every day, I'm hustling. That's not what you're about. Every day, I'm trying to take care of what God has put into my possession. And to the best of my ability, I'm going to take this five and turn it into ten. By the grace of God, I want to take two and turn it into four. But I'm not hiding it under a bush. I'm not being lazy with what God gave me. Come on, clap today if you're grateful. To the best of my ability. I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed. I might not have all the answers. I might not be the brightest or the most gifted, but I'm going to be faithful with what God gave me. You know that when you stand before your maker, you will not be held accountable for what was not yours. You will only be held accountable for what you did with what you had. And so I'm grateful to have the the blessed opportunity to be a good steward, to be a good steward of you know, God, these, these kids are not mine. Clearly, they're yours. Because if they were mine, oh, Jesus. My, 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 my wife is not mine. She's yours. And I want to steward my marriage to the best of my ability. Zoe Church is not mine. Zoe Church is ours, first of all. And to the best of my ability, I want to be a good steward of our community to bring us into our God-given potential. The money I have in my bank account, it's not my money. God, it's your money. And whatever you want to do with it, you can can have your way. My house is not my house. My car is not my car. It all belongs to the Lord. Why does it all belong to God? Because he created everything. and He's the owner. I'm just a steward. I'm just a manager. I'm going to give you three things to write down today to encourage you. Write down point number one today. This is so important. We understand this. God is my source. I'm not the one making all this happen. God is. And I'm happy that I'm not my provider. I'm happy that the buck doesn't stop with me. I'm happy that I don't pay all my bills. That's why the Bible teaches us to pray, give us our bread, our daily bread. It's reminding me, you, you give me everything. Look at Psalm 24. I love this psalm so much. It says verse 1, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Everything is God's. Everything belongs to God. So I don't own anything. He owns everything. I'm just managing. I'm just stewarding what belongs to God. You ever go stay in an Airbnb? You go stay in the Airbnb, like ball out. Just give me the code. It's not my friend's house. I don't know. It's the difference between staying in the Airbnb and your friend's house. When you stay in the Airbnb, I don't care if there's four hidden cameras, it's not my house. I don't know these people. So we're gonna clean up a little bit, but they're gonna pay for cleaners and we're gonna have the time of our life. But if you stay at a friend's house, you're careful. You're like making sure, like when we go, I'm like, kids, don't breathe for three days. Don't breathe. <laughs> you can look, don't breathe. Don't touch nothing put the crayons away. And our value is if you stay at somebody's house that you know, you want to give it back better than you found it, right? Airbnb is like, it's fine. I hate emailing with you anyways. And I did play the speaker. Right? It's an Airbnb. But your friend's house? Oh, help me, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're not breaking because I know the owner. Everything you have in your life, you know the owner. The owner is your friend. And so it's not mine, it's his. And I want to return back to him better than how I found it. That's the goal because it's God's. I'm not the owner. Stop looking at your life of what you have. It's all God's. Look at First Chronicles 29. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. It's all in God's hands. Look at James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of life, with whom there is no variation or, or shadow or turning. Did you know that every good thing you have in your life came straight from God? Everything you have in your life did not, you weren't that smart or talented. God, by the way, gave you your talents and gave you your genius. Everything you have came from God's good hand. Come on, clap if you're grateful for his faithfulness and his love in your life. It's all from God. So, so I just, I, I, I realized, oh, wow, this, this, is, this is more. I didn't, I didn't get this far in my dreams. I didn't, I didn't pray this hard. I, this is better than I deserve. This is greater than I imagine. And I'm stewarding a lot. And Lord, I want to be focused because I want to be faithful. And I want to I do the best job. Stop looking to whether you think you got one, two, or five, by the way. Comparison is the thief of joy. It doesn't matter whether you think you got one, two, or five. What matters is that you're faithful. What matters is God can trust you with more. And you take this little small thing, you go, it might be small compared to, to what they got, but I'm telling you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work this job, I'm going to work this thing to the best of my ability. Why? Because God is my source. If God is your source, don't fear the economy. If God is your source, don't, don't, don't fear what's going on. If God is your source, you ought to wake up today going, God will provide all my needs according to his riches and according to his glory. Look at look at this next scripture. Look at look at first Timothy six seventeen. Command those who are rich in this present world to go to the Zoe Gala. Uh. Yo, my bad. Uh. <laughs> But if you know somebody, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. I like that because God's not giving you anything to steward where you're like, oh gosh, I have to steward this. This is so overwhelming. I got this business and I got employees. I got bills. I got a... No, God's blessed you so you can enjoy life. Yes. Okay. So you're going to be like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm blessed. And God blessed me. And of course, I'm a, I want to be a good steward and I want to handle everything I got. But do you think that God's blessed you to go like, okay, okay, you got 10 days this message will self-destruct. And let's see if you can be a good steward for my glory. No, everything you have, God gave you so you can enjoy it. So you're like, man, I'm, I'm so thankful. I, I'm married. I'm so thankful. I got, I got, I got kids. I got, I got a job. I'm grateful for where I live, for your enjoyment. Everything that God's given you is not so you can limp and suffer through it so that you could have the joy of the Lord through it. Amen to that. Your marriage, come on. By the way, let me just speak to your marriage. There's a reason why we pay vows to one another in sickness and in health, in richer for poor. Why do we say this? Because that's going to happen. There could be sick times and there could be poor times. And so if they're sick, we just go, I signed up for your sickness. And if we're poor, grab a couple of noodle. We're going to eat it together. But we're going to steward this well, no matter the ebbs and flows of life. And we're going to enjoy it. Whether we got steak or cup of noodle, we're going to enjoy each other. Whether we got health or sickness, we're going to enjoy each other. Because God blessed us to steward this covenant commitment. You understand what I'm saying to you? So everything you have. Came from God. God was so good and wanted you to enjoy so much. He's like, I'm hooking you up. I want you to, I want you to love life. I want you to be blessed. The Bible literally says, the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich and he addeth no sorrow to it. In other words, there's no strings attached. God just wants you to be blessed. God will bless you. He'll bless your socks off. He'll bless you so much, you'll be like, I don't want anybody to know. I don't want anybody to know. I got a blessing. No, I'm not, I'm fine. Because God just wanted you to enjoy, but He also wants you to steward. Yeah. And how do you lose your blessing? Be a bad steward. Be negligent. Be distracted. Don't pay attention. And we've all been there, right? You ever, you ever, you ever waste your time? Like, ah, I scrolled for that long? Ah. You ever you ever spent money in a bad way? You ever just like regret? Anybody have buyer's remorse? It's like I I spent my money on what? And I thought these fake Prada boots would look better than they do. Not preaching to anybody. Um, but um, come on, her birthday's tomorrow, so still a good spin. I would be honest; it's a good spin, I think, still. But we've, we've, all, we've all had the feeling of, man, I wasn't a good steward. with, with Now look at the buckets of life, physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. And let's add another one just for fun, for five. Relationships. okay So are, can you be a good steward in every area of your life? And I'll tell you what motivates us. What motivates us is so that so people in our life aren't like, oh, you're just so much better than me at stewarding. Makes me sick. That's not our motivation. If you're motivated to be a good steward, to provoke jealousy, go read the Bible. The Bible literally says that we're not to provoke one another to envy. You understand? So stop flaunting what you got because we are a low-key, a little bit jealous, okay? But the goal of, of stewardship is to please God, so that God looks and goes, "Wow, that's what I'm talking about." You turn two into four. Oh well, then take from the lazy guy and let's hook you up with more because I can trust you. Come on, that's the goal. Write down number two today. God is worthy of my best. He's worthy of my best effort, my best worship. He's worthy of my best, my best focus. God's worthy of it. Not me, not my money, not what I can get, not my career. My career's not worthy of best. God's worthy of best. That's why, look at this, Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. God should be honored with the way that you handle your house, the way that you handle your bills, the way that you handle your body. Honor God. Honor God in everything you do. Don't have 75% of your life be honoring to God and a quarter of your life be displeasing. In every area of your life, honor God with all you got. Honor the Lord with your possessions. So the Bible speaks that you and I are going to have possessions. We're going to have stuff. So honor God with your stuff and honor God with the first of your fruits. So in other words, I give God my tithe. Why? Because I don't give it to AT&T. I don't give it to the mortgage company. I don't give it to any bill. I give it to God because he's worthy of my best, which means he's worthy of my first. Come on, clap together. If you're down to honor God with possessions and first. Yesterday, I took my eight-year-old. My eight-year-old, his Nintendo Switch broke. So he's been asking me 433 times to take him to go get it fixed. So finally, not because I love him, but because I'm exhausted, I took him to go get his Nintendo Switch fixed yesterday. Oh, help me, God. So we get in the car. We're driving, and my eight-year-old's like, Dad, if you got a billion dollars, What would you do it? I was like, oh, help me, God. I'm always trying to teach my boys two things. I, yesterday, they walked in the garage. I was on my Peloton. I'm sweating. I'm making noises. Running miles. And I, when they walked in the garage, I said, boys, what was your dad always doing when you were growing up? Sweating. That's right. Don't you ever forget it. Your dad was always sweaty. Always sweating. Why? Work hard, play hard. That's right. If you work hard, you get to play hard. <sighs> So I'm trying to teach them about work ethic. And the other thing I'm trying to teach my boys is tithing, to give the first to God. So I said, well, the first thing I do, son, if I got a billion dollars, is I tithe to God. And he's eight. He's such a pastor's kid, the first thing he does is roll his eyes. I go, I tithe. He goes, oh, Dad, I know. I go, like, oh, okay, pal. I know, Dad. But I'm trying to teach my kids... We give the first to God. Because God is worthy. God is not worthy of seventh place in your life. And God is not satisfied if he's second. A lot of us, you're struggling right now because you have idols in your life. An idol is when a good thing becomes the ultimate thing. Your career is a good thing, but it can't be the ultimate. A relationship is a good thing. But it cannot be the ultimate thing. God is the ultimate thing. Some of us need to go home today and tear down our idols. The first pastor I ever worked for in El Monte, California, this is a stud guy. He's a built football player kind of guy. And, And I'll never forget he told this story about his marriage was struggling and they were not doing good. And so they invited their pastor over to their house to counsel them. And so the pastor went to the house to help this couple. Again, not every marriage is just going to go like this. You're going to have ebbs and flows. And so they invited somebody in. By the way, if you're here and you're going through a hard time, invite people in that can help you. So they invite this pastor over and he comes in, he sits down, he starts talking with this couple, he's helping them. And he's looking around and it just he feels like he just got this thought, like, I know what's wrong. And the, the pastor, he had been a stud football player, high school, college, and their house had all these trophies of him and press clippings. And so the pastor got up from the kitchen table, and he said, tell me, but what's all this? And the pastor, he's all excited. Yeah, you know, Uncle Rico over here. And he said, that's awesome. He goes, go get a box. And he took down every trophy and every press clipping. He said, Wrap it up, put it in the garage, all that goes away. And you could tell the problem was is that he, he had become an idol in his own home, his self-image. Don't let your lifestyle become an idol. Don't let your self-image become an idol. God is the idol of our life that we serve. He's the only one we serve. And so why do I want to give my best for God, because he's worthy of all my life. He's wor- his worth is so great. He's so holy. He's so big. He's so above that I take my two and I go, I am so grateful and I want to please you so bad. I'm going to do everything in my power to turn two into four. Not because I feel pressure. Or I feel like you're going to be so mad, but because I love you and I want to serve you. You understand the difference? It's out of gratitude, not out of religion. I'm so grateful, and I know that if I steward well what I have today, I think that you will be pleased with me. It has to be starting with wanting to please God more than wanting to steward more. If you're a good steward just because you want more, I don't know if it's coming. But if you're a good steward because you want to please the Father, then that intention will be matched and satisfied. Come on, clap if that's your desire today. Write down point number three today. Worship team, come join me. God is my reward. God is my reward. So God is my source. God is worthy of my best, and God is, God is the, the ultimate thing. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. It is the Lord Christ. If you're an employee today, listen to me. You don't work for that employer. You work for God. If you own your own business, you're not building a business unto yourself. You're building a business for the glory of God. Everything you do, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. Can I just encourage you? God is watching your sacrifice. God is watching your decisions in the shadows. God is watching how you handle what you do when no one is around. And God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so what is the reward? The reward is not just more. The reward is closeness to God. The reward is a relationship with Jesus. No car, no home, no fortune can ever be better than the reward of closeness to God. Enter into the joy of your master. That's what we want. Relationship with Jesus. God's like, that's what I'm talking about. I saw what you did with that money. I saw what you did with your time. I saw how you took your talents and instead of just leveraging it for you and for finance, you gave it to my kingdom and to my people. Oh my gosh, that's what I'm talking about. That's the reward. And watch this, last scripture today, Luke 16. Watch what Jesus says. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least, well, he'll be unjust with much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you your trust in the true riches? Hold on, wait a second. There's true riches? Yeah, yeah, he's saying, wait, wait. If you cannot be faithful with money here on earth, why would I trust you with true riches? Are you, is this Elon Musk's new thing? Is this, you're talking about, Bit, Deutsch, Shiba Shiba. what are we talking about? True riches, what are we talking about? There's some economy stuff, some Warren Buffett stuff, true riches. He said, anybody who is not faithful, if I can't trust you with dollars and cents, why would I trust you with the true riches of heaven? The way you handle your stewardship signals to me, I can trust you with more than what's on earth. I can trust you with revelation. I can trust you with insight. I can trust you with people. I can trust you with influence. I can trust you with power. Come on, clap today if you're grateful. It's, the reward is something bigger than just more stuff. I just want to make sure we're on the same page because I'm not preaching steward live for the next couple of weeks so you can go from having a little Hyundai to a better car. That's not what I'm talking about. By the way, I can win a Super Bowl, drive off in a Hyundai. Hello. But that's not the point. Just came to me. I couldn't say no. Like, oh, I want to be a faithful steward so I can get more. Really? Really? That's the goal? The goal of life's just more? Just that's all you want? Because then by the way, you're going to get more and you're not going to be satisfied. Because again, the most important tool in taking care of your money is what? Contentment. Lord, I just want to say to you today, (laughs) oh God, I was dead. And by the grace of God, I just want to praise you. I'm alive. And I remember being blind. And when your voice called out to me and my eyes were open and I remember, I remember being lost. And by your grace, you found me. And so God, I don't need a bunch of stuff to get excited about life. I have been blessed beyond my wildest dreams. So from this humble heart of filled with gratitude, I want you to know every day I'm stewarding. Every day I'm a steward and I'm a steward your glory. I'm a steward your power. I'm gonna steward your message. I'm gonna steward your praise. And I'm gonna make it not about me. God, help me to die. To me, I don't want idols. I don't wanna live for this world. I don't wanna live for stuff. I don't wanna live for people. I wanna live for you, God. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Because my fear is if it, if it's just about more, you get more, and it's not enough. Can I ask you a question? What's enough? Like, has he not been good enough to you? He's got to do more. Have you thought about that? It's a spirit that attaches itself to our life. The Bible calls it the spirit of mammon. It's never quenched. But when you got the Holy Spirit in your life, you're filled with gratitude and you're filled with praise. And you say, Lord, I know it's not what they got, but it's what I got. And I just want to say, thank you, Jesus. Stand to your feet with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus.